And then what what else did he say? He said those goofy things and then we watch, we talked about him. We we spent Sergio a lot of time Dip. talking about Sergio Dip. We haven't started. seen him since then. Yeah, let's go. Can we eat him Sergio Dip? Sergio Dip. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever we may find you, however you may be listening to our 32nd, I believe, podcast. We are the Role oh. Players. I am Arthur Mosley. He is. Daniel Allen. We are, once again, the Role Players. You can find us on iTunes, the Role Players. You can find us on SoundCloud, this underneath the same name. And you can also find us on Twitter, Twitter. where you can follow us at the Role, R-O-L-E, players p-l-a-y-e-r-s and then the number one uh i believe we'll probably be getting a little more active on twitter as the weeks go by yeah i think so um our our social media coordinator will start getting things ramp, ramped up uh but tonight we're excited we're we're over a year in and i do want to say I don't, I don't think i share this on twitter this is probably a little lame because we should have surpassed this mark i don't know uh you know the, with our first show we reached over 1,000 downloads of our podcast Good. this past week. So uh, Quadruple digits. Yes. So I don't know what that gets us. That was Jenna bringing that, us home strong. Yes, she was very strong. And, and um, I mean, we were stuck on 999 for a while. Uh-huh. And then we, we got redheaded Jenna on, and we just jumped way over the mark. The Jenna bump. It's real. Yes. It's real. So uh, whenever you need... Um, Need some a bump in your polling numbers or whatever? You call call redheaded Jenna. Or do you think it was from the week before and Big Al? Probably combination. <sighs> yeah, the, I mean, when, when Big you, Al brings the numbers. Yeah, when you have superstars like Big Al and Jenna, <laughs> he moves the needle. I mean, because who really wants to listen to us talk for an hour when um, we can talk to Big Al? No, I don't even like listening to us for an hour. <laughs> That's a long time to. Yeah. I mean, it's a long time to talk. Much less, especially when you know what we are gonna say. Yeah, that's tough for us. And then you always drop them like first thing in the morning, and I don't even look at my phone until like eight or nine when I've woken up a little bit. You know, like come to see, I get up early, but I yeah. can't. I don't want to look at anything that early. Yeah, well, I drop them early so I can listen to them because it takes me over an hour to get to work. Uh huh. And then I listen to it, you know, just to make sure I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> you don't need to edit. Well, I do. We we do edit, but most of this is uncut, right? It's just, yeah. The only thing we edit in is the music at the beginning and at the end, and mm-hmm. unless we you know just have some total, yeah, complete gaff, yeah, which, or or dead dead air, which doesn't happen. Last year, we did have to remember we edited in when we were talking about North Carolina, and we forgot to mention Mister Three Thousand, Brandon Harris. Yes, and we you had to go in and edit add yes. that in later. But I bet the listeners never were none the wiser. No, I mean we knew, but they they didn't know. Right. Anyhow, man, are you, studio magic? It, it is. It is scene. amazing. Yeah. So today uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it focused, laser focused. And we've got two topics. Uh, we're, we just for I think just for this college football season, we're gonna change up the wild card segment, and it's just gonna. We haven't really given it official name yet. Mm-mm. So if our fans want to give us some suggestions, we'd appreciate it. But right now we're kind of going with you know things like. Things fans say, which is not real. Message catchy. board guy. Yeah, more so message board. Yeah. So we want to capture the essence of what goes on in the message board uh, and really get to understand these creatures that lurk around and post things that just, to I think, to some of the 
the general population just don't make any sense. No. No. Yeah, a lot of them are just, yeah. Well, people will understand more what we mean, like, literally doesn't, don't make sense. Right. A lot of the things. And then just a lot of hyperbole and goofy, goofy things. And then some that you're just like, what was that? It reminds you of uh, uh, Billy Madison when he's like, at no point in your rambling statement, you know, we're all dumber for having listened to you. That's, you think that. But it's it's fun, and, and it's not hard to find them. You know, no. it's a, I mean, you can scroll down the first page of posts you'll find at any given. And, and we focus on, there's a few groups that we focus on. The first two hits, places we go to are Bama and South Carolina. Right, very easy targets. Yeah. Auburn's kind of up there. Tennessee are. Um, you could probably find some goofy stuff on Georgia's, but it's not. But but Bam and South Carolina are like the crown jewels. Like yes. they provide the best, the best material. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it's almost like this is a little bit of a stretch. But have you ever heard the Cool Mo D song? The freaks come out at night. Uh. Uh-uh. You never heard the freaks come out at night. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. All right. So so like there's so much truth in that, right? Uh-huh. And. I think we could start our own rap song, like the trolls come out on the message board. <laughs> trolls come out, and it would be just as true as yeah. the freaks come out at night. Because if you don't believe the freaks come out at night, you should go hang out at the Canton uh, Walmart on Riverstone Parkway. Oh, man. After I guess you know, as we record, it's eight forty. It's the dark. Sun goes down. Yeah, the freaks come out at night. <laughs> yeah, to uh, some another place that's gotten kind of wacky that I forgot to check was Ohio State's. Ooh, but that, that stuff a, is hard to, because that just makes you like, you just lose total respect for them. That, but that would be a very interesting message board to be on right now. They're angry. I mentioned you hadn't seen it, but others might have. Zach Smith had a tirade today on Twitter, like, like a Trump esque. It's more than that. It's like just crazy rant. And uh, this it's is a, Wednesday, so it's he. A, it's yeah. a great place to first of all have a tirade right on Twitter. Yeah, really, especially when you're like, you're. Um, character and everything is being uh basically debated in the in the public's it's mind yeah, it's scrutiny. kind of in the it's balance going through scrutiny right? and you scrutiny. go out and you and you're in legal proceedings and stuff you go out and just rant on twitter attacking people and calling there's an outspoken uh rape survivor named brenda tracy who is like a big leader of just like rape survivors you know that sort of thing um uh, and he called her a what do you call her a one-sided clown, and he kept he kept calling people clowns. He even threatened to beat up uh, an Ohio State reporter in the DMs, and so he's it's not his finest hour today. Man, I, I'm trying to think of things that I, I never really want to do on Twitter. One, have an argument with anybody, be, or have someone try to convince me. Like like if someone was trying to convince me. Uh, to shop a particular place or to go to a particular church or something, and and I was staunchly against it. Mm-hmm. Twitter or any social media is not the place for me to prove your point. No, and I guess everybody's ten feet tall and bulletproof on Twitter, but yeah, Twitter's rough I mean, at times. Normally, the the dogs that bark the loudest have the most to hide. It's like don't go to Twitter for news and stuff. Don't don't get into conversations. Especially back and forth on Twitter. That's yeah, never the gonna, disagreements. You just can kinda... drop comments here and there, but don't, yeah, don't debate anything real. That's that's our social media uh, advice, free to yeah. all our listeners. Yeah, yeah. we're not. Yeah, I mean, don't y- debate any sensitive topic on on Twitter. 
because I've never seen a Democrat converted to a Republican based on any witty, no matter what your quote-unquote facts are. Right. It's just not. I've never seen a a Russian bot be converted either. Really? Yeah. That's fake news. Very rarely. (laughs) Very rarely do the Russian bots change their minds. So we're not going to talk about Russian bots. What we are excited about, and I know it maybe doesn't sound like it because we we both had long days. This is not our day job. For those that are listening, mm-hmm. we we work like you know twelve to eighteen hours a day, and then we then we uh, you know do um, we we have about six minutes to eat, mm-hmm. and then two hours to spend with our family, and then the rest is show prep, and then we record for an hour. That's that's yes. basically what we do. So we're yes. exhausted. So we appreciate you guys hanging with us through this exhaustion because this is a physically de- demanding, extreme. but more so mentally and emotionally demanding. But uh, I, I do want to say that we're we're drawing strength. Daniel is is wearing his Wu Tang <laughs> wife beater, and we are drawing strength from the Wu Tang Clan tonight. And my uh, and my headband, yes. which is a a sleeve of a t shirt that's been cut up into a thread to keep my hair <laughs> under control because my hair, which I am uh, against my will, going out again for some reason is drives me crazy. So I well, that's the end not thing. a headband. It's uh, it's just a sleeve of a t-shirt, which I've always preferred because they're thinner than a headband. You know who you look like? Who? Uh, uh, didn't Ben Bulwer wear something like that for Clemson? It was His was orange, though. He was like... Is it? And it kinda, I was thinking more like uh, Bjorn Borg. Okay. <laughs> or I could see Baker Mayfield doing something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. They might do that. They probably have some like official Nike school logo. I'm really sure, nice yes. headbands. Yeah. It's like those little strips that people put on their arms. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, there's nothing. It's just for looks. You know, kind of like Allen Iverson's shooting sleeve. <laughs> you mean it doesn't make you shoot better? <laughs> no. no. I remember one time I, as a joke, we uh, in an intramural game, some of us put wanted to to gear up with sleeves, and so we cut off <laughs> cut off socks and put them on our arms, you know, and stuff, and it just went like one on each arm and legs, and you just go out there, yeah. You know, that's yeah, a, I'm geared up. I mean, I know we're. I'm going way off topic here. I was watching a, a fall league basketball game this past weekend, and one of the one of the one of our coaches, our girls' coach, Coach Dewitt, says, "I think I think it was Coach Dewitt." He said, "Do you remember when when kids just got out there and we went out there and just played, and there wasn't any like long like almost like guys are wearing like these like tights or like they look like stockings, yeah, and then you know knee pads and." I can understand like a race, but yeah, it's like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to call the kids of today soft, but they're just different. Yeah. It's about how you look. You remember what Primetime said. You look good, you You feel good, you you feel good, you play good, you play good, they pay good. (laughs) It's true. (sighs) Anyways. uh, So. Stop talking about fashion. Unless. I mean, I I guess. You, you brought up my shirt, but yes, it's, um, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready. Are we really ready for college football? Does yeah. it feel, does it feel like it doesn't, any, it is, it doesn't, part of it's Georgia's playing Austin P. You know, you at least have a real game in game one, but it's still week like, one. It's still so hot. Like last week kind of felt like kinda football. It was cool, right? It's now, crisp in the mornings. Yeah. I felt yeah, like I should humidity. be out there, you know, tending to a, the smoker. That's my favorite thing now is because last fall i started smoking more not smoking 
Smoking meat, right. cookie, yes. Smoking I, meat. Right. <laughs> and I'd go out there and it would be like, you know, 55 degrees at 5 a.m. Yes. And you, it's like dew out there and you're like, yes. Ah, it's football season. It just makes, I mean, it's some Oktoberfest. I was just going to say, it makes right. me want to, it makes me want to have. Yeah. Um, so, so we're, we're, so, but that's typical early part of the season in the South. You know, it's going to be hot for the first yeah. uh, three or so weeks, and nobody really wants to go sit in the sun. I mean, it's rough. It's, it's tough. It's dead. It's for the loyal, dedicated fans. Yeah. We've got, and technically, college football kicked off last weekend. Yeah, but it, but it didn't. I mean, it did, but it didn't. You mean I, I was? I turned on a game. I think it was uh, uh, Jacksonville State playing North Carolina A and T, and I was like. We talked about it last week. It's like the the first week of bowl season. It's like, just, yeah, it's mm. like, man, no, it's not. It's not real, it's right? Just, it's, it's reaching. This week is real. Yes. And it starts by the time we release this. This game will already already have been played. But I'm telling you, Thursday night, which is tomorrow night for us, and yesterday for those who are listening on Friday, yeah. if you follow, Kennesaw State and Georgia State square off hey. at seven o'clock. At Georgia, at Georgia State Stadium down uh, the old SunTrust uh, Park. So Do is they play the, isn't it the TED? I'm sorry, yeah, the TED. Yeah. That's, that's not SunTrust. I'm, no, okay. SunTrust yes. is the new one. It's, I think it's Georgia State Stadium is now what they call it. We don't have a line on that game, but I'm, I'm interested to see how um, Kennesaw State will match up with Georgia State. Is this what year is this for their program? Kennesaw State. Yeah, uh, four. We should ask Alex. He would know. He was Mister Kennesaw State. Like he was. He was. The you guy. know, if 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 Alex, if Kennesaw State had just started their football team when Alex got to Kennesaw State, do you think he could have played football for them? Alex, I love you, but I don't think so. He was going to play football. He'd be a good tight end, maybe. H back. H back. He might be a little short. Well, to me, he's tall. <laughs> so. I mean, like when I think of a, a, a H-back or tight end, I think of like 6'6". Oh, really? See, I think some, some, but like an H-back, I think of like 6'2", 6'3". Okay. He's probably 6'2", isn't he? Yeah, he's 6'3", I think. Okay. But then he had to put on a lot of weight. But then, yeah, well, he's getting he's getting swole. Well, that's, that's, is he getting swole or is he getting, never mind. I, I think he works out. Like a machine, <laughs> huh? Here we go, uh, Alex. Thank Alex, you for give me. us your workout routine. <laughs> but uh, we move on. I mean, one ranked team playing on Thursday night, the Central Florida Knights taking on the UConn Huskies. Nobody really cares about UConn football. Yeah, no. Can, um, can Central Florida repeat as national champs? That's a that's a big storyline. Question. Big storyline. Um, I mean, yeah. It, uh, you know, you've got Wake Forest playing at Tulane, Northwestern and Purdue, a big Big Ten matchup there, Northwestern Ooh. and Purdue, Purdue, for all you Big Ten fans out there. And um, the Utes, Utah. Playing against Weber State, yeah. the um, Damian Lillard's alma mater. you got Jimbo. Te- Texas A&M getting kicked off at 830. They're on the SEC Network. Or you can find them. I'm not promoting any commercial for ESPN. Look at uh, this. Look at all these tickets. Okay, the ticket numbers. Granted, these are smaller. Who has the most tickets available? Texas A&M. Two thousand fifty-eight tickets. Utah's only got seventy-four available. So obviously, the Aggies aren't very geeked 
for Northwestern State coming in. Come on, y'all. You got Jimbo. You know, he's a savior. No, you move on to Friday, and then a couple of more ranked teams playing. You've got uh, Utah State visiting Michigan State, uh, Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. Hey. Traveling to one of my college football finalists, the Wisconsin Badgers. Wisconsin. You've got um, the Western Kentucky connection in your family. Don't I do you? have the the well, not the bloodlines, but the ties. Yeah, the ties run family. deep. Well, yeah, 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 run deep at Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want, I guess they go back uh, uh, one generation, two okay. generations. <laughs> if you're my kids, maybe. deep enough. Yes, um, the Cardinal. Uh, they play San Diego State. Yes, San Diego State visiting Stanford. And uh, that's that's kind of that. You know, I'm still a big fan of that Friday night belongs to college football. Or high school uh, high football. School, absolutely. And, and I'm I'm probably going to. I don't like this. this one is, bit. No. Uh-uh. Leave I'll, it to high schoolers. That's their night. Okay, Sunday's for the NFL. Saturday's for college. The NFL hasn't started taking over your Saturdays. Leave Friday for the high schools. Exactly. Come on, man. And then on uh, on Saturday, you have your full slate. We won't go by these game by game. We do have six games that we're going to just talk about. I won't say preview because that's a little strong because we'll we, that's not. We'll do. We'll play a little pick them. We can give, give a little commentary, and then we would love to hear your feedback. You know, tell us where you think we're wrong, where we're delusional. I know we've got uh, at least one Tennessee fan that listens. I'm, I'm pretty we? sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And if, if you're listening, Connor Pavoloni, Connor Pavoloni is a freshman at University of Tennessee. He's a baseball player, uh-huh. and uh, he's uh, from local, okay. um, and uh, a standout guy. And, and actually, if if I had a daughter, he's the guy I'd want my daughter to marry, with the exception that he's going to University of Tennessee. So that would completely uh, eliminate him from that that yeah. conversation. That but happen. stand up kid. Uh, he loves Tennessee. He, he, you know, he's a BGO or GBO, GBO, right? Go Big Orange. Is that how they say? It? I don't know. GBO. I know they say VFL, Vault for Life. Vault, oh, Vault for Life. They say. T- I know that's. I mean, I'm sure they, they say, say TCU, Trash Can University. <laughs> <is that? laughs> so, so uh, let's let's kind of jump right in. We got six games. Unless there's something you, I'm I'm just rambling on. Is there something you? Well, see the battle for for the best. Um, school in South Carolina of Furman versus Clemson is a big one. But I'm sorry, did you say the best school in the upstate or the best? And just South Carolina, period. That's two of the premier teams in that state. Well, the, so. the problem with that statement is that you're selling the Citadel short. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, and if you want to take it that far, the South Carolina State Bulldogs might have something to yeah, say about it. Yeah, Wofford. Wofford, the Terriers, yeah, yeah. they could have something to say about it. So, uh, so you've got Furman visiting Clemson, an early kickoff, twelve twenty. Yeah, in Death Valley, that'll be man. The hottest game I've ever been to was two thousand three at Clemson, and it was the first game of the season. And people were they ran out of water bottles first off, and people were pass. I mean, there were medics in every section. People were passing out heat stroke. I mean, it was. Awful, awful, awful. Georgia crushed them. But other than that, I mean, that was the hottest. So, man, it gets hot in, but, there in Death Valley. Before we get to our picks, I know you're you're a, a Georgia alum. Is there – it doesn't have to be Georgia, but if you look at this, this slate of games, not, necess- not necessarily the games that we're picking, is there anything – I know you mentioned the Battle of South Carolina uh, between uh, Furman and Clemson. But is there anything on the schedule that jumps out at you that's like must-see TV? I mean, my, other than these these games we're gonna pick, um, I don't. I mean, I'll, Texas and Maryland will be interesting considering what happened last year and what 
I expect uh, Texas to do with Tom Herman, who he kind of got dropped today. Yeah, he yeah. dropped in a kind of a petty. Yeah, he move was like, by Ohio did State. somebody say, "Oh, yeah, Tom Herman was at a strip club with Zach Smith." Back and Ohio like State just brought that seven hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, Ohio State dropped that just because they were petty. Right. Like because they were just mad. Well, it takes a petty person to know a petty person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Yeah, so um, Texas, Maryland could be interesting. Go down a little bit more. Let's see. I mean, the obvious biggest one is Auburn and Washington to me. And then I'll enjoy watching West Virginia throw throw Tennessee around. Um, what else? Mm, another battle for t- – I think Middle Tennessee could be Vanderbilt. That's mm-hmm. not must-see TV. I guess Michigan-Notre Dame is a good one. Um, possibly. Ah, uh, nothing else that I'm really going to care about. Okay. I mean, it's it's just so hard to get excited about these. I mean, unless you have, like, an App State, Michigan situation from years back, which App State plays, who, Penn State? Uh, they, yes. Yes. They so another Big Ten matchup for them. But other than that, you know, if you're one of these teams, you just want to stay relatively healthy this week before you get into the real games. Right. And there's some teams that, that and let's that's not to belittle uh, the F uh, FCS schools that are taking on FBS schools, but uh, truthfully, no, nobody wants to get hurt. You know, you don't want a rolled ankle or anything in week one against a game that, mm-hmm. while you're you're going to win anyway, or you're projected to win anyway, you yeah. know, and then going into conference starting conference play in two or three weeks. Um, Let's jump into it. The first game we're going to preview, you just mentioned kind of the, the only top ten matchup, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. is uh, the Washington Huskies traveling right here to Atlanta to take on the Auburn Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the War Eagle Tiger Plainsman, just FYI. So <laughs> okay, I'm Tigers sorry. I, is, like, yes. They have many mascots. Okay. Uh, Auburn Tigers, War Eagle. Yeah. So how do you, how do you see that going? Spreads one and a half Auburn. I think we differ on this. I think so too. If I saw your pick over there, yeah, I'm taking Washington. You've got the Huskies. Yeah, and let me tell you why. And maybe a little bit salt there, and it's a completely different team. I understand that, but I saw very. uh, I thought I don't. I I just think that Jake Browning will have enough time to throw it around on Auburn, and I'm still not sold on Jared Stidham. And um, I really, I just see this. I don't know how many points Auburn's can score. Let me just just put it right there. Early mm-hmm. in the season, I just feel like this favors the Pac-10, um, and it could be a track meet. I don't have my scores a track meet, but I've got. I think we have the exact same score, but different. Do we really? Yeah, I've got thirty-one twenty-seven Washington, and I have thirty-one twenty-seven Auburn, which. This was tough for me, too. I went back and forth because I am a huge believer in Chris Peterson and Jake Browning's good, but, man, Auburn's D-line is is nasty. And last time I saw that I really paid attention to an Auburn stout D-line going up against Pac-12 school was against Oregon, and they just – I just I, – I can't see Washington getting a whole lot going against Auburn's front seven. I just think they're going to be too too fast, too athletic, too physical for them. And then on offense, I think Auburn will, will wear them down over the course of the game. 
I just don't. But I went back and forth. I mean, I guess it's funny that that Auburn's favored when Washington's ranked higher. Well, it's like a home game for Auburn. Yeah, yeah. I, guess I mean, it is. They're they're driving over from Auburn up, you know, eighty five or however you get to Atlanta from. Man, their last two games in that stadium though haven't been too too good for them, have they? they? Haven't Central Florida and the SEC championship now. That no, it, it hasn't been good. So let's go with the trifecta here, and I, that's why I'm going with Washington. All right, now so right I, out of the gate, a split decision here. I, and I'll tell you, this game is a must-win for Washington. I think so too. Auburn, if you want to get in the playoffs, right? Yeah, Auburn, I think can recover. And you can talk all you want about, uh, well, it's the first game of the season. I don't care if Washington goes 11 and 1 and loses loses to Auburn. I don't think they will play enough teams to get them back into the conversation. And I think there'll be too much ahead of them uh, for them to jump back. Mm. Um, that's my two cents. Must win for Washington. I think Auburn can because of their schedule, who they play, who might be ranked in front of them. Uh, I think they can bounce back from a loss. I got you. Auburn's got a tough schedule. They get Washington. They go on the road to Georgia, which they haven't won in Athens in 13 years. And then Bama right on the road right after that. That is – I'm sure they've got some other tough teams sprinkled in there. They've got one of the toughest schedules there is, which I'm sure they'll be happy to point out to us at the end of the year when they've got two or three at losses. At the end of the year or any time they lose this season, they yeah. will tell us how, how tough their schedule is. Are we going to see the up and down like last year where start off the year, lose to Clemson, sit and get stacked, sacked 20 times, fire Gus, fire Gus, then start winning some games, beat Georgia and Alabama, let's give them $49 million. And then you remember how up and down they were in the Gus bus? Yes, I, I don't know if I would ever want to be. I think you get motion sickness being on the Gus bus. Oh, man. Ugh. So the next game features uh, uh, a couple of teams, and I was kind of leery about picking this game because it does. I think I think one of the reasons why I wanted to, to pick this game is because it involved a regional team. Right. So you've got Tennessee taking on West Virginia, and this game is in Charlotte. Is that? No, I'm, is that? I don't know where it is. Probably say right here. I... Bank of sounds yeah. like Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, I think it's in it's in Charlotte. So neutral site, the Tennessee Volunteers under new head coach Jeremy Pruitt taking on the West I Virginia know. Mountaineers. That's how he talks. It's a Bama boy. Country. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough game to start your career head coaching career off with. Yeah, going I, into I Will agree. Greer in that offense. And that's, I mean, oh man. I mean, they, that that, he, can, he can throw for 425 yards. Yeah, at least. But, but remember, Trash Can U, as bad as they look, they did beat Georgia Tech to open the season last they year. They did. I mean, and they were putrid. They have not named a starting quarterback. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I don't know if they will. Pruitt's, Pruitt's kind of got the I'm not going to let any info out thing going. That's sort of been his MO. He, he got tested with has a reporter it, this week. Has it ever worked for anybody? I don't know what the point is. I mean, who like like Kirby said he's not he's not going to name a starter. His is like the whole competition thing and whatever. And he said, "No, I'm not going to name from the starter." Which I was like, I mean, "Come on, of course he's going to start." Let's. Who are you kidding? What's the point? Yeah, I'm with you. It is shrouding it in secrecy. It's not like they're gonna West Virginia's going to come out and then it's Christ or it's Guant. I call him Guantanamo. 
Orontano, whatever it is, and be like, "Oh my god!" You know, not know we're what to do. We, we were taken off, off. We yeah. were taken by surprise. What but. a competitive advantage Tennessee's given themselves with this not naming a starter. It, it don't matter. I, I just think, in any event, the defenses. This is probably just going to kill me about my Washington pick. Defenses are typically ahead of offenses early in the season. Mm-hmm. Typically, all thing, all other things being equal. So it doesn't matter who you throw out there if you're Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Pruitt has a long way to go to rebuild that program. Yeah, I think long can, way to go. I think it can be redone. I, not redone. I think it can be done, but I don't think it's not I, easy. It's not easy, and I don't think, like you said, starting off. They might score some points against West Virginia's defense. I'm sure they will. I mean, you would think, but then again, they they didn't win a game in conference last year, and they didn't really. I mean, they didn't really bring in a a stellar recruiting hall. So you kind of think, all right, you lose John Kelly. Uh, where I mean, unless you think Chris is going to come in and light it up. I mean, he would be the star, wouldn't you think? It's I would mean, they go back to. Guantanamo? I don't know. It's tough. Well, eh. Here's the deal. Will Greer has to throw like five picks yeah. for Tennessee to be in this game. Per quarter. Per quarter. <laughs> I wasn't going that far, but that would that would I, I think this gets ugly fast. Uh-huh. I like uh, the spread and we didn't pick I'm sorry, we that we West didn't Virginia mention the spread. Too. West Virginia's a ten point favorite. I've got West Virginia doubling that, thirty seven, Tennessee seventeen. Okay. See, I got West Virginia 41, Tennessee 24. I, I'm conflicted because I like Jeremy Pruitt, but obviously I hate Tennessee. So I, I don't want to see Pruitt himself fail, but uh, I want to see him fail, if that makes sense. You know? That makes sense. Anyways. Notre Dame and Michigan. Man, two of the most storied programs in college football would you say oh yes absolutely um and one of them happens to be one of my playoff content uh participants my bold prediction that i kind of made just because i didn't want to pick a top 10 team i wanted to pick somebody from outside well you did that michigan leads a series 24 17 to 1 that's disappointing they last played uh, in 2014, so it really once uh, Notre Dame, I think was it Notre Dame kind of entered the quote-unquote ACC, or was it the Big Ten going to expansion? I think it was the Big Ten expansion that kind of shut this rivalry down. Was it? I, I mean, they've been playing every year. But then, the, I think the... Oh, since 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. So they renew the rivalry. I am... You know, one of the things I was reading as I was doing my research, my six, my five hours of research on this, uh, it talked about the returners for Michigan's defense. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to return somebody, and I, I, I get that. They lost, like, what, 10 starters off the defense a year prior. So yeah, they, they were really young. Um, so they grew up a little bit, uh, maybe a lot bit. I, I, I just don't believe – that not eating chicken is going to be the answer for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I mean, I think it's basically here is is where I can jump in and point out to everybody that ESPN put out their playoff predictions from their experts and analysts today. And one ESPN analyst picked Michigan to win the national championship. And of course that would be 
Desmond Howard for Michigan, like the ultimate homer pick. <laughs> Man, I think it's just – I really think a lot of it is, is one, people are thinking well, at some point Harbaugh is going to have a good season, and Shea Patterson, him playing, because he can play. But and, the, and Harbaugh hasn't had a quarterback since he's been there, which is strange for an offensive guy. You'd think he could develop a quarterback, right? You would think I so. I mean, if you're an offensive guru, I mean, you should be able to develop a quarterback. I don't know if Wilton Spate's given you enough to work with. He's got other guys, and he's had enough time to bring them in, guys he wants, right? Right. I mean, you were, you're you're responsible for who who you bring in and how you develop them. So right. if you can't develop a quality player, that's on you. I mean, you buy your own groceries, you can't complain about the food being rotten. Shouldn't you be able to even – I mean, a good coach could probably develop somebody else's players, couldn't they? Yeah. You I think, think Steve Spurrier could get – I mean, he, he had – what was that guy's name? Blake Mitchell? South Carolina could put up numbers. I mean, a lot of okay, can plug and play. I right. mean, you see, uh, what's his, Mike Leach do it every single year. Sure. He would take like some random guy and walk on or whatever and turn him into a four thousand yard passer. So, so the game is being played in South Bend at Notre Dame Stadium. So I think that is worth the line is Notre Dame by one. I think that's worth two points mm-hmm. just being played at home. Uh, not quite sure that Notre Dame has figured out how to complete a forward pass. It'd be tough. <laughs> uh, so maybe we see a lot of the run game. I first start for Shea Patterson. I mean, I mean, if Michigan's this is this is a, the key for me. If Michigan's defense was as fast or is as fast as Georgia's defense or is as fast as Miami's defense. And those are two games that stick out to me because right. those are the games that I you just saw a, compl- a difference. Yeah. If 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 their defense was that fast, I would think that Notre Dame would be in trouble. Um, but they're not, right? I, I I don't think they are. I mean, when you look at Michigan's defense, Rashawn Gary is a player. Do you see any other elite players that jump out? Like they don't have a Jabril Peppers. They don't. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see the game changers. No, and there's no on I mean, either side of the ball. Right, I think this is one of these. Gosh, do I dare I say boring Midwestern football games? Yeah, I mean, every game Michigan's played in the last five years, eight years to me has been just boring. The last time we saw them, they were blowing a game against the mighty Chickens of South Carolina. So they're not they're not riding momentum from last year. Right. I think it's just returning talent and Patterson. But, I mean, who who do they have at running back? I honestly don't know. I don't know. When was the last time Michigan had an elite running back, which they used to churn out all the time? Sure, sure. And then at receiver, they, they had some talented freshmen last year, but their, their most talented receiver, Tariq Black, broke his foot last year. He just broke it again, so he's going to be out this year. I just don't – I don't see it. I don't see the, the elite players that you'd need. Not like Notre Dame is a juggernaut. But last year they ran all over a lot of teams, and I think that's what they'll try to do this this year and in this game. And uh, I think they'll do it enough. And I just can't see Michigan scoring a ton of points there. Well, you've got um, Brandon Wimbush at quarterback, so you've got that experience. And then he will probably be, probably be pushed by Ian Book if 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 Wimbush gets in trouble. <laughs> Need I remind you, Notre Dame fans, what happened against University of Miami when you tried to switch quarterbacks in the middle of a game? That was so, so dumb. That was beautiful. That, that was, was so beautiful. 
Ridiculous. Derek Allen there is a freshman from uh, Lasseter. You got Derek Allen and you've got Sebo Flemister. <laughs> I want to say out of Pike County High School, if I'm not mistaken. I'm probably going to jack that up. Um, we'll have to. We're gonna have That's to. That's an elite name. We're gonna have to go to the go to the tape on that one. Um, so wait, but what does that mean? Uh, it says largest victory, Michigan, forty-four to nothing in two thousand seven. Parentheses with ghost touchdown. What is a ghost touchdown? I have no idea. I've never heard of that. Any uh, listeners that know what a ghost touchdown is, y'all let us know. Sebo Flemister, running back out of Zebulon, Pike Georgia, County. Pike County. You nailed that. Impressive. Mr. Well, Turd Ferguson. Mr. Every, Georgia High every School now, football. Every now and then. Every now and then. So let's talk about scores. We, we, we've we given Michigan enough airtime. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who ref- failed to uh, follow my chicken reference, you had to go back about two or three podcasts where we talked about Harbaugh saying that he doesn't like – doesn't. Uh, recommend his players eating chicken because it's a nervous bird and it nervous will make, bird. make them nervous. So mm-hmm. you, he is really going by the testament of you. You are what you eat. You take on the temperament of what you consume. <laughs> yeah. Sounds right. Based on even that stupidity, I like Notre Dame 2320. Notre Dame 2320. I'm, I'm close. I don't give Michigan as many points. I got 24 to 17 Notre Dame over Michigan. L- look up real quick while we got a second. Look up Jim Harbaugh whiteboard quotes. Because somebody had a picture from in his office, and his quotes on his whiteboard are interesting to say the least. See if you can, maybe you can read them off that picture. And let's see, read some of these out loud for the people. Let's just have this, the Harbaugh segment. Here they are. Yeah. I mean, you can look at the actual picture or just some of his quotes. Ain't hard being a football player if you are a football player. Insecurity explains most of life's failures. Solve your problems with aggression. (laughs) Hey, sweetheart, uh, do you want to make whoopee tonight? No. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Solve your problems with aggression. That, that is, is the best that's way the over dumbest over time. thing I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah, aggression usually leads to the most rational and reasonable right always solution. Right? Yeah, fat, fat is, is the, the enemy of speed. Of speed. Fat is fat the enemy of speed. of speed. Okay. If you, you, you yeah you go if you were bored you are boring. Mm-hmm. If you are bored you are boring. So if if I went to an opera and sat there and listened to people singing opera and I got bored. That that means I'm boring. You're a very boring person. Yes. Interesting. Because no, people that aren't boring do not get bored, Art. So oh. if you're bored, you're boring. So you mean sitting in a lit comp class in college that I thought was extremely boring? Yeah. You are boring, Art. Or listening to, when I thought I wanted to be an electrical engineer, listening to the intro to engineering teacher teach, and I was like, really going to bang my head against... Right. Yeah. That that was a U problem. Change the I to an E. Don't get bitter. Get better. I mean, that one's not terrible. This next one's good. Pre- I, I don't even understand this. Preaching to the choir is for showboats and the soft. <laughs> soft. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> so anyways, 
that that if that doesn't help you help make you feel better about Michigan's chances. Oh, that's as helpful as you get, is it? See, you were over the limit for the what legal ifs. limit for what else? Okay, I actually know what I am doing. When are you going to figure that out? I've been known to come through on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make somebody a priority to treat you like an option. Now that's that's legitimate. Okay? That's like that, that's like the girl on Instagram dropping always the, right. right? That, that's like, that's Miss Lonely Hearts. Yeah. Look like Truman. What does that say? Don't tap dance like Fred Astaire. There you go. Or lead like Truman. Don't fret dance like okay. tap dance like Fred Astaire. Oh man, these are just fat as the enemy of speed. That one's just great. What's that one say? Oh, which one? Parking. Bottom left. Per- Pre. Oh, that's the preaching to the choir one. Okay. I'd like to help you. Are you? I can't read that one. Something now that's important. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what that one is, but it looks funny. A fundamental. So, so these are just tweets. I mean, not tweets. They should be tweets. This is the most uninspirational. These are the most uninspirational quotes from a, just from a coach. It's just dumb. That, that explains a lot about Michigan. Attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. He's just, he's, he's a weird bird. Different kind of cat. Yeah, he is. So, anyways, that's so we gave all motivational gave, can we, quotes section. That, that, that needs its own, like, sponsorship. Yeah. I mean, that's, ooh, ooh. Moving on? Yeah, moving on. Roll Tide. Louisville. They Take still it. have Lamar Jackson. Uh, they're going to be rolling out um, Jawan Pass disguised <laughs> Lamar as, Jackson. as Lamar Jackson. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, this this game is not. Uh, is there? And oh my gosh, Alabama! Th- this is what's going to happen. Alabama's going to win. This this the the spread on this one we've got is twenty four and a half. Bama, okay. Yeah. Bama fans, if they win by, if they win by thirty, they'll be complaining because Tua didn't play enough. Yeah. If if Tua comes in and they they only win by seventeen, they'll be complaining because Hertz didn't play enough. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like the the quarrelsome wife. It's like ooh, whoa, the man with the quarrelsome wife, right? Yeah. It, that's like a Bama fan. They just can't, they're never satisfied. Right. Perfection must be achieved. Um, Can I remind they're, they're, them they're of so when, when Mike Shula was the head coach? It's they they've forgotten that so quickly. In their minds, they had Saban, and before that, they had Bear. Right. There was nothing in between. Nothing in between. No Gene Stallings. No. No Mike Price. No. He wasn't there long anyway. No Shula. No. Was it, was, not, I'm thinking of, that's basketball. I was thinking of Godfrey, but who else was there? I don't know. I don't think they know. I don't think most of the Bama fans, like the guys that say, I've been a lifelong Bama fan since 2008. It's, I don't think most of them would know either. Because it begins with Bear and then comes Saban, and other than that, and but well, you have that's to count. Get Thirty-seven they, they, national titles. They have to count Gene Stallings because he did have a national title. Yeah. With uh, at, gosh, I hate I hate even saying this. When Alabama beat Miami in the Sugar Bowl, mm. 
That was. They did have Otto Wagenhurst. Yeah, but that was in 1896. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get from... Oh, Bill Curry. How do we forget Curry and Francione? And Joe Kynes. <laughs> you remember Joe Kynes? <laughs> he was an interim. Yeah. He had gave one of the best inter, uh, post-game interviews or halftime interviews I've ever heard. He, he really sounded like, like Ed Orgeron in 40 years. It was like the, well, we did a good job running the ball, but we got... You know, it was... <laughs> oh, man. Joe Kynes. So, so if, any, if anybody can name the we, – we've named Stallings, Francione, Mike Price, Shula, Kynes, and, and, and Saban. We named Saban. Curry, Ray Perkins. There's one we missed. If anybody can name it, uh, we might send you a prize. Yeah. He's number 23. Head coach number 23 for the University of Alabama from 1997 to 2000. I don't think anybody can answer that. I don't care if Lazarus – was lining up at quarterback. Alabama is going to cover this spread. Yeah. There are two things I know. Alabama's going to cover the spread, and Alabama fans are going to be crying about something. Something. Uh, They've already been asking. I, I didn't send you this one, but they were talking about the refs for the season in the SEC. And not, not just who are they. They were wanting to know about them. Where are they from? What do they do? That's like on a personal level they're interested in learning about them which is kind of odd but uh i'm with you i will though enjoy seeing dennis i mean not dennis french petrino get waxed and seeing his little his little face Rex. over there yeah he's Rat just a petrino. little every time i see him i think of the picture of him injured from his accident you know in the neck brace and <laughs> That's what I think when I see Petrino. It's just like, a sleazy little got you know, got his secretary weasel. on the motorcycle with him, gets in the wreck, calls and has her picked up before he calls the cops, you know. Just he's just a sleazy weasel. dirty, dirty ex Atlanta Falcons coach. We don't even like the Falcons. No, but he <laughs> walked out mid year. <laughs> Who does that, man? That's uh, a sad. Only the Falcons would do something like that. Hire Bobby Petrino. It's such an Atlanta thing. And then, yeah. It's such an Atlanta thing. Yeah, it is. I just want to bring up the name Phyllis from Molga. She'll be Molga. called into the Paul Feinbaum show and be like, Pow! 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 You can tell Colin Cowter that, that he don't know nothing about Bama football and... and I mean, I just don't understand how these people get so worked up over a game that they have no... I mean, I am all about rooting for your team, but like, I've never thought that I should call into a sports talk radio show. What I thought is I should have my own talk yeah. show. That's what I thought. That's how I solved that. So I can talk about what I want to talk about. Man, that's all they got, though, Art. That's all they've got. Deep. Do you know That's why? Life. Do you know why birds fly upside down over the state of Alabama? <laughs> I do. Tell us. Because there ain't nothing worth pooping on. <laughs> we got to keep it G-rated. But <laughs> there ain't nothing yeah. worth pooping on in Alabama, man. And, and think about it. Paul has turned that crazy bunch into a big old contract and a bunch of airtime on ESPN. I mean, like he gets. All, he's always there. Yeah. He's like the ring, and the, the way ring he got master. It is by getting crazy callers. He's like Jerry Springer of talk show. He radio. is. That's perfect. He is the Springer of call. Yeah. So. So I'm gonna shave my head. Right. With just keep the sides. The friar tuck. Yes. Uh, and I'm gonna. I don't know. He's interesting character. I got Bamba 47 
Loserville 17. Hey, we're very close there. I okay. got Bama 45, Louisville 17. All right. Are we being generous with the 17? I don't know. I, you know what I said? I was going to say 47-10, and then I thought for Nick Saban to get really upset about in the post-game conference with Tracy Wolfson or whoever's given the post-game conference, Louisville will score a late touchdown, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll just be like, rage. he'll get very angry. Lord Farquaad will be very angry. <laughs> Man, they are losing. I mean, it's in the past they've shown that it doesn't usually matter there, but they are losing uh, a good bit from last year, and they're especially in the secondary. And I'm interested to see. And at linebacker, they're already they've already been hit by a lot of injuries this mm-hmm. year at that spot, and so I think this will be probably one of the weaker, which that's a relative term, but weaker Alabama defenses in a while. Okay, moving right along. The U, or do you want to talk about Let's talk the about, other team? We're, we're going to go in order because this game, this game is actually on Sunday. Okay, so it's a primetime game on Sunday. Sunday. In uh, is it Arlington or Dallas or? It's usually in Arlington, isn't okay, it? Okay, it's at the it's Arlington, Texas. Jerry's World. Yeah, Jerry World. Yeah, the U taking on the LSU Bengal Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you can call this a home game because LSU's closer for. A, I mean, but it's a neutral site. Yeah. I mean, do Miami fans travel? Never. Never. Okay. Rare, I I'm so. not. They never, rarely travel rarely. to home games, so I don't. Right. Know. <laughs> I mean, Easy. Yeah, I'm just saying. Easy. We've all seen the pictures. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Miami and LSU. You know more about Miami than I do, but I know enough about it in Miami and LSU to feel very confident in picking Miami to win this game. I'm very curious. Uncover. This is what uh, um, anytime you have disarray with your offensive coordinator and you're kind of starting and stopping him with fits and starts, uh, they parted ways with Matt Canada. He was supposed to be the the savior yeah, for he LSU. Was a hot thing, yeah. Uh, do we even know who's starting at quarterback for LSU? It's Burroughs. Okay. Um, this is what I do know about LSU. Their defense will be stout. They've always yeah. been athletic. They've always been talented. Mm-hmm. There's never been a there's never been a question mark. But there's no marquee player at running back. There's no proven running back. The backs they have coming back, while they might be talented, I don't think they have the experience necessary. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Miami's defense is as good as LSU's from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. But I know they have three pretty darn good linebackers and a couple of good defensive backs that will give burrow some issues and if they can get any pressure i think it will be very ugly game on the other side of the ball i think miami will have a tough time moving the ball against lsu and will need some breaks uh malik rozier is probably the the best thing about him he's got a year under his belt he's you know was named the starter for miami can beat you with his legs and with his arm pretty crafty uh we, we were reading something earlier where mark rick had compared him to um Aaron Murray, which we thought, and I think a lot of that had to do with the the stature and then maybe some of the decision-making that Rozier has grown in. I just think that there's value to having your starting quarterback and your starting running back back, uh, your best wide receiver, uh, your best wide receiver, I'm sorry, your best deep threat, because the best wide receiver really was Braxton Berrios last year, but your best deep threat coming back. Was Richards? I'm on Richards, yeah. Man, and Jeff Thomas. Jeff Thomas, that little dude can fly. Speed kills. I see. I think LSU's secondary is the best in college football. 
with Greedy at cornerback, and then Christian Fulton was reinstated at safety. And they they they're, they pump out defensive backs like just left and right, mm. right, and defensive linemen. I think their secondary is the best. But so so will Miami be able to run the ball? I think so. That's you're question. Gonna, you're gonna have to. I think Miami's gonna spread them out. You're probably gonna see uh, a lot of running out of the shotgun. Uh, you, I, I don't. I think this is gonna be tough against an LSU defense to try to get to the edge and beat them on the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll just have to do a great job of sealing uh, the LSU defensive ends. But then you got linebackers and backs coming up to help and run. You know, run formations. If you get a guy like DJ Dallas in the game for Miami to run some of the Wildcat, you probably know that's gonna be a run. Run first option. I can't see him throwing a whole lot, even though he was a quarterback in high school here in Brunswick, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Brunswick. Was it Brunswick? Brunswick. Yep. Or Glen Academy? Isn't Glen Academy in Brunswick? Yeah, but the two, they're, oh. they're two different Oh, the high actual, yeah. you're talking about the actual yeah. school. Out of Brunswick, Georgia. What about Lorenzo Lingard? What's the what's the buzz on him? I haven't heard much buzz on him really. really? I, just, I just I think Travis Homer is a starter, and Lingo, I think you're going to see a one-two punch there. Mm-hmm. And I, I liken that to uh, maybe what Florida State did last year with Jacques Patrick and um, Acres Cam Acres, yes. And I think it, you see that. I think you see that a little more and more. You got two guys that can run the ball. They spill one another. So nope, there's no not a back getting 30 carries a game. There's no yeah. like workhorse back. You're going to get. Uh, it's a change of pace. You get 17, 18. And, and Homer is, to me, Homer's more in-between-the-tackles kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Lingard's a little more shifty, okay. in my opinion. I, this is random. This is just me. We are not talking about Georgia, and so I'm going to fit them in some way. No, no, because we're talking <laughs> about Florida running backs, man. James Cook, it, we're, and I was talking about a buzz. Dude, the buzz around little Dalvin James Cook in Athens is is that that dude is turning heads left and right, and you talk about shifty. So for a little prediction there, the, the Georgia fans, SEC fans, James James Cook is gonna wow people this year. Anyways, and that has Shane's been our Georgia plug. That has been our Canes fried chicken Georgia plug of the day. <laughs> Oh, so I got Miami winning a low-scoring game, 21-13, to comfortably covering the spread. All right. I've got this a little bit closer. I think it's a defensive struggle. Uh, I think LSU gets free on a, on a fluky play here. Um, I got Miami winning. I, I got Miami scoring two touchdowns and three field goals for a score of 23-17 uh, to 17 over LSU. Gotcha. So neither one of us thinks that the scoreboard's going to be lit up. No, it's going to. Be, I think it's going to be an ugly game. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Last, LSU doesn't really. They like ugly games. You know, it seems like yeah. a lot of these matchups. They with them going back to like the nine six LSU Bama game in yeah. two thousand eleven, just the worst game of all time. Um, it's just uh, I can't see a whole lot happening there. I can't either. Monday night. What's happening on Labor Day? Labor Day. We've got a big, you know, all these other games we've mentioned have been out-of-conference games. Yeah. But Florida State and Virginia Tech getting together on Labor Day, primetime, 8 p.m. Is that in Lane? That is in Tallahassee. Oh, okay. So home game for Florida State. Ah, I didn't realize that, man. Um, Does that make you want to change your picks? Not really. Okay. All right. So you've got number 20, Virginia Tech, visiting number 19, Florida State. Mm-hmm. 
DeAndre Francois has been named the starting quarterback for Florida State. Oh, he State. has? Yes, he has. Okay. The, the, here's the buzz I've been hearing from my Florida State friends, is that the offensive line this year is going to be pretty good. But the, here's a problem Who's that I have with that. Florida State offensive line. I've been hearing that comment since, like, 1997. Yeah, it's, it hasn't happened. It's just, is Rick Trickett still there? Surely Taggart didn't keep Rick Trickett. I don't. Surely he didn't keep Rick Trickett. We got to go to the tape. Okay. Wait. Gray Frey. Or is it Gray Fry? I think it's Fry. Okay. So Trickett is no more. So Florida State fans will be happy about that. Anyways. Yeah. So perhaps some improvement in the offensive line where I think I'm just going to jump to it. It's Greg Fry. It's not Gray Frey. Anyways. That's or- Orlando, Orlando Sentinel. Sentinel making me yeah. sound foolish. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gray, Greg. I mean, it's... Man, I don't know what to think of this game. I Here's what I think. I, I am... I think with... DeAndre Francois, I think Florida State was a legitimate contender for the ACC at uh, the Atlantic. Last year? I, I do believe they would have been. Um, I think that team just took a complete nosedive when Francois went out of the game. So did they just quit? I think so. I mean, they gave up on Jimbo. I think Jimbo gave up on them. Yeah. I think Jimbo can't coach inexperienced quarterbacks. He can't simplify the game for inexperienced quarterbacks. Well, he's the quarterback whisperer, apparent, according to Florida State fans last summer. Because that's why Justin Fields was going to go to Florida State, because he is the quarterback whisperer. And then you fast-forwarded six months, and they hated him and were running him out of town. Exactly. And he can't develop quarterbacks. So it's funny how it's weird. How opinions it? change quickly, it's right? Very quickly, right? Just like the weather. Yeah. Uh, Y'all, I mean, last week, I or the week before, I mentioned my feelings on Virginia Tech I just don't until I see them uh, be a contender or even a, a very good team I'm not going to believe it so I, I man I don't I can't see them winning this do you uh, I it would take oof I'm trying to I'm trying to think what it would take I would think DeAndre Francois would have to get injured again mm-hmm. and even can I mean could James Blackman be that bad again? No. Well, depending on his offensive line, but yeah, you wouldn't think he'd be worse than his true freshman year when he was just thrown in the fire and then his head coach gave up on him. Right. So there's probably a lot of buzz with uh, um Willie Taggart as head coach. I think it's hard to go wrong with those with those two running backs, Akers and Patrick. Yeah, um, Acres is a monster. I think you can hand those are two guys. I think if 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 I'm Florida State, I'm like you know what? we'll just line them up and we're gonna run like thirty seven thirty seven yeah. times, and then Francois Did relatively athletic guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the, the the spread is seven and a half. We all know Virginia Tech prides himself on defense, but man, I think this is a tough tough. Tough spot for Virginia Tech. I think don't they have a tendency to to underachieve in these openers, these kind of big openers? Yeah. 
they have a tendency to underachieve every year, in my in my opinion. So I've got Florida State thirty, Virginia Tech twenty. So you got Florida State covering? Yes, seven and a half point spread. We differ again. I don't have Florida State covering. I have them winning, but seven and a half points. I've got twenty-seven to twenty-one Seminoles not covering Oof. by a point and a half. Oof. So we differ. So what did we we Auburn and Washington? We differ completely. Yes. Um, but then everything else, I think we agreed on except for Florida State and Virginia Tech. So so those are the two games. Two out of the seven. Six. One, two, three, plus one, two, three, seven, right? You were educated in Cherokee County, weren't you? You know what I used to do? This is what I used to do to kids. That say, look, I have 11 fingers. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, plus 5 is 11. <laughs> so, anyways, if you say it fast, it makes them think. Yeah, so two out of the six games, we disagree. And this is, we're going to keep track of ourselves for the year since everyone cowered in fear after getting whipped last year <laughs> trying to go head-to-head against us, right? And what do we want to do? Do we want to – does the winner – are we going to do a taco bet or do I just have you donate some money to the charity of my choice after I beat you? Taco bet. Okay. that got to be a taco bet. Charity of your choice. <laughs> It'll be the Georgia Tech Foundation. Just Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we? Do we? I, I know we're running long. We we want to get into our favorite, our new favorite yeah. segment. Yeah, message board guys. Can I, I don't go ahead. I I read them last week. I want you to read them this week so I can message board musings. We could call it that for the moment. Miss, um, all right, but and, there's got to be a better name. And um, while you're, while you're looking but, that up, can I just say that this was like from a week or so ago. Brittany Griner said that she could beat Demarcus Cousins on one on one basketball. Oh, I, I forgot to click that link you sent me. So she really said she could beat yeah Boogie one on one. Yeah. Like while he while he's injured or full health? I, I think she meant full health. Oh man, come on! And now we're. G- <laughs> what was his response? Uh, he said she was delusional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the first time in my life, I agree with Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and for the first time in my life, when Demarcus Cousins is mentioned, I will not post the Travis Leslie dunk on his face. Yeah, that's nice of you. All right. First post of the week, uh, coming from Bama Online, from the username here, his handle is just simply Cheese. User Cheese, and this was a, the, to lay this out, this was a discussion about whether this high school senior in Alabama who's a five-star named Clay Webb, he's an offensive lineman, he's a center and this was just a debate or discussion they were having because some people are now feeling that Georgia is leading Alabama in the race to sign him. And Bama fans, have, he's been a lock to Bama since forever. And most of them probably still feel it. So Cheese wants to weigh in on Clay Webb and his decision of where he will play college with this. Word for word. Well, if he has a brain, how much has said family been to all his games in Wrestling matches. I think that in is supposed to mean and. and. I think that's okay. for and. Yeah. Sure, UGA's staff, UGA's staff can recruit, but were I him, that would be my first thought. If they haven't been to Oxford, Oxford every weekend, they wouldn't impact my decision. Kirby's not bad, but if you don't want to play for the GOAT, then that is stupid. 
To me, our season will be watched very closely. Another reason, but there shouldn't be one for Saban to play the best player and put his focus on the team and not Jalen. Of course, we are being hardcore negative recruiting against recruits. We'll watch, duh, our performance on the field. Tua was clearly better than two scrimmage and has the team support still. Catering to Jalen isn't fair to our other studs or team. It's so obvious opposing coaches will even use Saban Choice there as his age. Now, Daniel read that without any pausing because there were no commas. There was really not a whole lot of punctuation in that. No. And I guess that's not the place for me to go get the proper uh, grammar. Right. But I'm trying to think... What's your favorite part? Line in there. My my favorite part is uh, the fact that Cheese said that Tua was clearly better in the two scrimmages and the team has his support in the, and has the team support. Because I, I'm curious as to know if Cheese is in the locker room or if he, Maybe and, Nick, he and Nick are having discussions on this. Maybe <laughs> he's talking did to Nick, Nick call, about it. Did Nick call Cheese? Uh, Nick maybe have a direct line to Cheese might have a direct line to Nick. Um, my, there's a few things I like. That and, my favorite, yeah, go ahead. I, I want to say the reason that was my favorite line is because that's the only one I understood. Yeah, the most coherent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite is that he turned a debate or a, a discussion about where a high school player is going to go to college into campaigning for Tua and a uh, Tua and Jalen discussion. Like that has anything to do with an offensive lineman. But, man, this sentence, this sentence right here, of course we are being hardcore negative recruiting against recruits. We'll watch, duh, our performance on the field. That is, that is just, that's quality. That doesn't make any sense at all. And then it's so obvious opposing coaches will even use Saban Choice there as his age. <laughs> will use Saban Choice there as his age? <laughs> that what does that mean it means hey do you know why birds fly upside down over the state of alabama <laughs> oh do you want to actually read the dream or do you want to just explain no, to people what happened with the no, dream post no 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 is this our last one mm, you could just describe the two no the dream or the dream response or we got to do we, we have two what more. about shark boy we got to do two more okay so can I read the dream, but don't read the whole thing. Uh, just pick the up dream? last night. Okay, yeah. Last night. So a South Carolina fan posts a very lengthy post. We don't have a name, do we? About, man, I don't. Wait. Yeah, I bet we do. His name is Cutthroat. Cutthroat. Because he had defended himself later. Okay. Um, so this guy just wrote a lengthy post telling the rest of the board about his dream how he dreams about football and how he had a very detailed dream about how the first offensive series against Coastal Carolina was going to go. So you want me to read? Last night I had a more detailed dream about our opening drive that felt real. We returned the opening kick to the 45. First play, Bentley drops back. Scans and scans. Pocket is collapsing around him. He tries to step through the line but fumbles. But he falls on it for a loss of one. (laughs) Next play, we try some stupid reverse that loses three yards, and I can already feel the groaning of all the fans and find myself thinking, here we go again. Looks a lot like last year. Next play, Bentley drops back to pass, and like the first play, holds onto the ball way too long in a sack. But there is a penalty, so we get one more go. Bentley drops back. 
looks and looks, dips out of the placket. I guess he means pocket. pocket. Dips out of the placket, rolling to the right, and throws to a streaking shy Smith, who makes a falling to his knees catch in the end zone. But during replay, it's clear the call the call pops out. I guess he means the ball. It's clear the call pops out, and I woke up. <laughs> it's crazy how some deans, I guess he means dreams, crazy how some deans can be so detailed. But I sure hope our first drive goes a bit better than that. <laughs> click, clack, click, clack. I raise that whole thing and people get so, upset about so it. So that's that's I mean that's a very vivid dream, right? And that's something I would I would probably tell a couple buddies over at the quote unquote water cooler. You'd so at the water cooler you would tell your buddies about how in your dream the first play was a loss of one yard. No, I wouldn't. but then you got no, three yards no, on the next play. No, this is how it go. Man, I had this this crazy dream last night. It was about the first drive of our of our season and. I think it went through the first three plays. Basically, just of it was we didn't really move the ball a whole lot. We scored a touchdown. It was overruled. It was, and then I woke up. That was crazy. Man. Yeah, it was pretty vivid. And you wouldn't go play for play, no. scans and scans, and then and then somebody kind of called him out, is saying this is goofy, you know. And he said, "I thought this would be an interesting topic. Is this a response you would give to a friend when they told you about a dream they had about the game coming up? I just told my coworker this morning about my dream." Whatever. I thought I did a good job describing it. <laughs> People are like, dude, you did a great job. Whatever. You just described your, your dream, dream to us. on a message board <laughs> about South Carolina playing the Chanticleers of Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Carolina. You want to be a dog. You don't want to be a kitty cat. You remember that? Their <laughs> yes. coach? Be yes. a dog, not a kitty cat. Meow. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that was. I'm sorry. That's you. you can't make it, that up. Man. Can we do one more? There's yeah. one. Do it. Okay. So then, it gets gooder. Okay. Is this, Jenna might like this one, right? Yeah, she might like this one. This is on once again the things that happen on the South Carolina <laughs> message board. You just can't make up because typically, if, if you were on a South Carolina message board, you think you would be talking about. Gamecocks? The Gamecocks, or maybe, maybe their opponents. Maybe Clemson or Georgia. They do talk a lot about Clemson and Georgia because they are obsessed with, not Clemson, but Georgia too, which I don't understand when we became like rival 1B for them. I don't know what, what it is it's, or why. You know what it is? What? It's like, you got a little brother, right? Yeah. Right. He ever tried to beat you at something? And like yeah. you never could and you kind of just kept beating him down? Yeah, but. Like, and then he would just want to kind of bow up to you every now and then? <laughs> Yeah, they do that. Little brothers do that. It's like the record it's, against our record. Against maybe them, it's like forty and eighteen or maybe something. Maybe he beat you once, and he was like, "Oh, I, I, I own you now." But then to to be a big hated rival, like, why do you hate Georgia so much? You're, we're not even we're border rivals, I guess. I mean, we we live or somewhat similar location. So, just for point of Anyways. reference, we've been given this is Shark Boy, Shark Shark Boy, Shark Boy B O I. 69. 69. I mean, because when 68 and a half won't do. I, Man, what who is uses 69 other than uh, Rob Gronkowski? A 13-year-old right. trying to be funny. Like, That's yeah. like a middle school move. Like, hey, my handle is uh, is uh, whatever, 69. Late, hey, ladies, do you like 69. that? Can you come on. First of all, any woman who's reading it on a message board reading this, 69. I question her. It's just dumb. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyways, but yeah, so this so is, this on is a, a South, South Carolina, Carolina message board. board. Shark Boy says. You got to read the, the title 
Just got two hot tips to share. So hot takes. So if you see somebody come on to your message board, like a Georgia message board, and say, just got two hot tips to share, then I'm thinking, hey, this guy's got some inside info. Yes. What's what's going on in Georgia's yeah, may- scrimmages? Yeah, maybe his brother is a player and he yeah. kind of told you something. Maybe and- you know the offensive line coach. Maybe you're you're going to tell me how Justin Fields is looked. Right. So, so what's Shark Bois bringing? So Shark Bois 69 says, just got info just got some info from a very solid source again and that is a promising start yes i read that and i'm like okay all right expect cpj wait hold up i'm south carolina fan yeah what i don't know any coaches on south carolina staff with the acronym cpj yeah you didn't let me finish okay sorry expect cpj and georgia tech (laughs) So I think Wait, he's your, what? yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to finish this. <laughs> First of all, Sharp Boy sixty nine, you need to listen to the podcast last week if you want to know anything about Georgia Tech football yeah. this season. First of all, if you want to know about Tech, you need to go back and listen to last week because Jenna kind of broke some things down for yeah. us. But I'll continue. Yeah. Expect CPJ and Georgia Tech should take a big step up this year. CPJ has the boys ready to play, and the offense is primed for an explosion. Last year, Taquan Marshall was not comfortable making the A-back pitch. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. If I see a defensive lineman bearing down on me or a linebacker, I'm probably pitching that ball. Yeah, I don't know what this That's A-back no- pitch is, but it sounds like it's – not only it takes a year to master. Right. But it sounds like it's just devastating. I'm trying to think of Dick – Butkus is bearing down on me. I'm probably getting rid of the ball. Well, pitches are tricky because you gotta, you know, you gotta turn your hand up inside out and and propel the ball. And you're not throwing it downfield in the spiral. You're just tossing. It's it. very tricky if you haven't been practicing that. I don't know most of your life. <laughs> if you're not a Division One quarterback running the triple option, right? Yeah, but if you pitches run it are, every day, it's... but not just a pitch. This is the a back pitch. Of course. Okay. All right, so the A-back pitch, and I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm not versed in the A-back. So anyway, as, dev, as devout CPJ followers know, the A-back pitch is the explosive play in the CPJ offense. Marshall is now ready to make this pitch. <laughs> Boom! That weapon will be killer to the, sh- to the slow ACC defense. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me which particular slow defense he's talking about? Would it be Virginia, who Georgia Tech seems to have trouble with? Maybe, yeah, it could be. It could be Boston College. That they kind of have trouble with? Yeah, because he, he it was singular. That weapon would be killer to the slow ACC defense. Not slow ACC defense. And, and, and listen, as devout CPG, CPG, CPJ followers know, the ABEC, like, he's he's talking about that like as they should know that, like, as, as devout. Paul Johnson followers, right. no. Which there's a lot of devout Paul Johnson followers in South Carolina's community. I didn't know that. <laughs> because they they have so much experience playing Georgia Tech and interacting with I Georgia mean, Tech. I, I, I thought maybe Paul Johnson might be from South I don't Carolina. <laughs> I don't know if they've ever played. Is he, is he, from, like, is he from like Winsboro or 96? or? <sighs> could be from Bamberg. Bamberg? Yeah. Bamberg, Spartanburg? Yeah, Bamberg. could be from Bamberg. So, anyways, what's number two? He said two hot Number tips. two. GT has replaced the Ellis Johnson-esque bend-don't-break defense with a much more aggressive scheme 
that Will Muschamp would be proud of. Maybe that's the tie-in. Yeah, Alice Johnson and Muschamp both. Uh, CPJ is ready to take the next step. Get excited. Get excited. I, I, I read that just as a football fan. Nothing in that makes me excited. No, your, your, your big revelation is that your quarterback has learned how to make a pitch and that, that your quarter, defensive uh, coordinator is going to be aggressive, which every single new defensive coordinator talks about being aggressive. Right. right. Uh, at the point of attack. we got to right. be physical at the point of attack. And this is from a solid source. This is insider info for Georgia Tech. And On this is South Carolina. <laughs> well, why would a South Carolina fan be excited? He says, get excited. Now, maybe Shark Boy 69 is logged into a member of the wrong site. Now, he does have 5,569 posts there. So you would think at some point he would realize that's not a Georgia oh, Tech man. club. Right. I'm a, I've been posted on South Carolina site this whole time. What is this maroon color? Because <laughs> I just thought the tint on my computer screen was off. Oh, big spur. That's a that's a tech sounding. That's related to the jackets. I mean I don't even know how to classify this one. This isn't like this isn't like incoherent or you know, like delusional this is just why are you here right that's i mean that's like going to to home depot and asking for fried chicken it's just not <laughs> like it just doesn't make any sense at all it's too completely well, what? Oh. anyways i'm struggling i'm struggling with this and and it, this didn't take me more than two minutes to find this was on the first front page of south carolina and then the dream post was on the front page and the bama cheese post was on the front page like i didn't have to dig for this stuff do you think these are russian bots they could could be russian bots that have just gotten there man cheese ain't a russian bot though he's got a line to saban look we will uh saban we will continue to bring you what what the fans say. I'll bring one other one because I did tell you that, that Florida fans to me are the most reasonable and rational I've found in the SEC. And this one was funny. when they, This is just a response to Felipe Franks being named the starter. And uh, this guy says, when I get home, I'm putting some Chicago on, pouring a glass of Pinot, drawing a warm bath, and drowning myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good response. And another guy said, I'll say it again. If Dancing Matilda makes Franks a good quarterback, he is without a doubt the one true quarterback whisper. Dancing Matilda, I haven't heard that I mean, nickname that, from Mullen. How, how did he get that? I mean, it's, I, mean I guess the initials are right. DM, but Dancing, Dancing Matilda. Matilda. How does that, What does that have? Was he caught dancing with something? Dancing with the stars? I don't, I don't know. But anyways, the Florida fans are... They're in their in their misery and pessimism. They're they're funny. They're extremely realistic. Yeah, they they really are. I think as reasonable and realistic as message board fans right. come. Yeah. So that's that's you know that's our that's our message board and uh, what do we call it? I, I can't even I remember don't know. now. I don't know what we called it, but it's just our message board uh, posts of the week, and you know, okay. highlighting the the best from each. Program. The best of our society. Yes. Each fan base is finer moments. If, and, and let's, I mean, it's going to be a lot of South Carolina and Bama this year. Yes. Yeah, because they are the, they are the they, easy, the low hanging fruit. Well, they bark the loudest. And they just say the dumbest stuff. Yes. Yes, they do. It, what is it? What is it? Um, what is it I heard about, about South Carolina? Man, we, we seem to be picking on them a lot lately. 
the you know why birds fly upside down over the state of South Carolina? <laughs> no, hey, <laughs> that's where I was born, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's where my family's from. Take it easy. <laughs> All right. Um, what is it? The how does the phrase go? Okay, hold on. You you talk about something. I got to get the exact phrasing right because there's nothing worse than botching a phrase. I I just want to take a moment to say that if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, you should really take note. Uh, Fox Five has visited the Creekview Grizzlies, and if you want to see something super impressive, Creekview has this super duper video board outside of their stadium, which is absurd but the Grizzlies are 2-0 and ranked in the state for the first time in a long time uh, one of the top teams in Cherokee County wow. and they uh, take on the Alatuna Bucks uh, who uh, are a perennial top team in Region 66A uh, probably your best chance to see a, a, a pretty good Grizzly team in action um, this week gotcha uh, the quote is South Carolina fans the arrogance of Alabama with the trophy case of Vanderbilt <laughs> I like that. I like that. Because they are a confident bunch this time of year. Uh, oh. Confident once again. They are going to beat Georgia. Man, but if they do beat Georgia, I'm going to, man. What are you going to do? I'm going to eat crow. You're going to eat chicken. Uh, yeah, it's I'm going to eat that nervous bird. bird. It's a nervous bird. Guys, we've gone long. Thanks for hanging with us. Hour and a half. Well, some of that will trim off. Is anybody that. still listening? If, you, if you're listening to this and you were still listening to this point, um, tweet us and tell us, and uh, we'll give you a shout out, and maybe we'll give you like a gift card. Yeah, just prove it. Prove it by because I don't know if I would have made it this long. Prove it by posting the the tweet, uh, tweeting the South, the quote Daniel just gave about South Carolina fans: the arrogance of Alabama with the trophy case of Vanderbilt. Yeah, just tweet that and then tag us, and then we'll, and we'll send give you. you something. We'll get you something. Yeah. Guys, uh, we are the role players once again. I am Arthur Mosley. He is. I am Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to it. It's college football season. Have a great week. Thanks. <laughs>